Oi. Hey. Hey. What's up? What's going on, man? Watch. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, people that follow and watch our videos. Yeah. What's going on, everyone? Uh, we've had a busy few uh, weeks uh, in the world of football. Um, obviously, with the with the draft, and I, I think we came out of the draft pretty good. I liked it for what we had. I mean, we didn't have a pick until the third round. But what we did with our picks, I'm very happy with. Um, a very um, nice supplement to what we currently have on the roster, but also a very good projection for the future mm -hmm. uh, with a few picks. And I couldn't ask for anything more than that. You know, we we've could have totally, exactly. totally gotten some individuals that were reaches or uh, that we didn't really like, but I think they address a lot of the needs that, well, we needed. So I'm happy with it. And obviously a lot of the players that are the big names we didn't get, obviously, but yep. um, we did pretty good. And I, and I, I liked our, our first pick the most. Um, Tillman. Cedric Tillman. Uh, I think that's a very nice uh, pick based on his size and movement and what he kind of like brings to our receiving room because our receiving room doesn't have that tall guy that's fast and can just go get those, you know, jump up balls. Um, we have that obviously with Njoku, but with a dude that's, you know, 210 pounds, 6'3 or 6'4, like it's pretty good. And that's an element that we currently do not have mm -hmm. in our roster. So we usually we actually kind of have smaller receivers. Yeah, um, I would have to say my favorite pick is definitely Dewan Jones. Um, very interesting. I didn't see it coming. Is a guy that had uh, you know maybe a late first round grade yeah. or second round slipped quite and he, a bit. And he fell to us in the fourth round, which you can't really ask for more. Um, this guy's you know. Six eight three seventy five. Yeah, he was a big boy, big and he's boy. an athlete too. Um, I I I think it's a very interesting move considering what's going on on the roster. You just uh, decided to uh, uh, have Jedrick Wills his fifth year option. Yeah, yes, that word. That's the word. The option. Yeah, which I I, me, I, th I think it's which I think is a is a good move, even though I'm not the biggest. Jedrick Wills fan. I think having for another year, let some other guys kind of develop and kind of see what you have in a year. Exactly. You know, if he has a mediocre, you know, year again, it's and he just wants a a dollar amount that you just don't even want to touch, which I feel like is gonna be the the case for a yeah. left tackle, where we could be like, okay, especially for how he's been playing. Yeah, I mean, he's he had a really good. I think his rookie year was his best year. And I think exactly. since then it's been teetering, and so fifth year option is very much like, hey, you got to prove this, or you're you're just not going to be on the team, or you need to take a really low salary. Exactly. Uh, and because it's at this point, it's like, do you pay him, or do you just like, or did you draft a guy kind of like what we did? Yeah. Although he's a right tackle, we could shift them. Uh, he's playing left tackle in uh, mini camp right now. Interesting. Okay. So eyes peeled on that. But I think a more interesting move has just happened last night um, with the Browns acquiring Darius Smith. Yeah, it's a big one, man. Um, it's a big they, move. They, they tried to go after him last year uh, before they resigned Clowney. 
But, um, you know, coming off a big year, three-time three Pro Bowler, had 10 sacks and uh, 17 tackles for losses with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, you know, he's had a very good career with uh, Baltimore and Green Bay and um, had a very nice season with Minnesota last year. Um, you know, not much money. You know, you had some cap space left over. Um, it's well, only it's only a one year deal. It's a one year deal, but it's also it's eleven point seven five million, mm -hmm. but fully guaranteed. So what I'm guessing is that it's going to be all signing bonus. Yes. So that basically just lines it up to be like, hey, we still have a bunch of cap if if need be. A lot of exactly. these guys uh, that don't get signed, we could just pick them up and just kind of. I mean, I guess kind of what Philly did last year, right? is where if we're in the spot, we're like, hey, we're in contention and we still have $10 million in cap. Let's see what happens. Let's yeah. roll the dice. Let's spend it. Let's, let's, let's bolster this team to make it as good as it can and to possibly make a run. And I think that's kind of what they're thinking. Um, I'd really like them to make a move at defensive tackle again. Get another, get a good veteran like, I think the one that just comes in mind, and I think because he fits the system so well, is in Dominic and Sue. I mean, Jim Schwartz and him. I mean, they were together in the he beginning. He did it. He did it last year too. Um, yeah. Um, I, I'm not saying that that's probably going to happen, but I know it's been rumored for a while. Now. Someone in that realm, right? Yeah. That that could kind of like come in and just help. Yeah. You know? Let some of these young guys develop. Um, you know, it's definitely going to be interesting what happens there, but definitely approved on the edge rusher where you're kind of deep. You got a platoon. That's what I like to, you know, think of it as like, um, kind of like how Philly has it going. They have platoon of pass rushers that you can mix that, mix that match. Fresh. Always like, fresh. They've gotten way deeper. They got six or seven guys that they can throw out there and rush. You know, you got Miles out there, so you're not asking Miles to go out there and play four, you know, three downs every single drive. Yeah. And and how we've kind of had the last few years where it's like, all right, it's Miles and we have Tech McKinley. We have Miles and uh, who's doing 2020 towards the Achilles? That um, was McKinley. No, that was 21. 20 was... Um, oh, Olivia Olivier, Vernon. Olivier Vernon, yeah. Uh, same thing. It's just like we we had two guys, and we might have had a third that we just drafted or uh, a one off possible dude. You know that like it's a, it's a long shot to call him yes. uh, an NFL player. And I feel like for the past how many years that's been it, and now we're talking about four deep, five deep. You know, like with all these people, it's like okay, we got. We got Zadaria Smith. We got Obo. We got uh, obviously Miles. We got Alex Wright. You know, like, and we got Isaiah, Isaiah McGuire, which we just drafted. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. So we're we're talking about six individuals, which for the past four or five years we've been talking about Miles and Clowney, or you know, Miles or, and Vernon, Miles and Tack. You know, it's. I mean, obviously the the Tack year we did have. We did have uh, Clowney, but I mean, Zadarius Smith is, is such a upgrade all around from the even the best years of of Jadavian Clowney. So 
not only we're getting an upgrade at relatively the same price, we also have so much more depth behind those guys to keep them fresh and healthy throughout the year. So, yeah, I think it's a huge benefit, a huge win for the Browns. And if if I was to be a betting man, I, I would kind of, as a Vikings fan, I'd be like, what are, what are we doing? I mean, we don't yeah. have a good defense, and now we're getting rid of maybe our best piece on defense. Um, but as a Browns fan, I'm excited. I'm super excited for that. That's a great pick, great move. And we basically just swapped 2025 fifth rounds, or uh, uh, we gave them our 2024 fifth round and 2025 sixth round, and we got back their sixth round in 2025, and we got their seventh round in 2025. So all we had to do was just pay them and just basically swap picks. So you can't be mad at that at all. Favorable move. Um Definitely got me a little more excited to this for the season. We also signed uh, Rodney McLeod, bolstering our safety room. Want to touch on that because that is, I, I think, a pretty big move uh, because that does really tighten up every single piece of this defense that we had questions about. It's pretty much solved. Mm-hmm. Pretty much figured out on paper where there, the only gap I can see is linebacker. But even then with these linebackers, like we do have – Solid linebacker. They stay healthy. Every other piece on this defense is freaking stacked. So oh, on paper, on paper, and and I keep I hate saying we've that. We've seen it. We've seen it. We've been saying this on since paper. they made the move for Odell. Yeah, that's like oh, this team is stacked on paper. Yeah, and then they go out there and give you six wins. I know. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But I do think that's a very good move. Let's talk about the schedule. The schedule. Yes, it is here. It's it been released. We've had a couple days to digest it. Yeah, how are you feeling about it? Um, well, it's a very, very different. I think it's last year's schedule flipped. <laughs> it's a definitely a tough start to the season. Tough start. I mean, it's um, all division rivals. Yeah, I mean, you go right down the line. You're you're home against Cincinnati. Yeah. Then you're you're in Pittsburgh for Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Then you're home against. Um, the Tennessee Titans. Yep. Then you are in. No, you got Baltimore at home. And then we got our bye week. Bye week. Bye week at week five. I'm not a fan of the bye week being that early. Too, it's it's a little too early, and it's kind of nerve wracking because that's a very long stretch. Yes. Very long stretch. I like I like it being in towards the middle of the year, or maybe even the end of the year. Week eight. Just in case yeah. you need to redevelop or let someone heal or something like that we're just game plan for yeah yeah having an extra week to get ready for the next opponent but um and then you come off that bye week and you got the 49ers or nfc in the nfc championship which is home yeah so in, at home then uh following that you you head over to indy um you play the colts then you go even further west to Seattle. Um, so it starts getting a little rougher. And then uh, you're at home with uh, Pittsburgh. So that's going to be a tough stretch. Um, I, I Then you go out to Baltimore. Then you're in Denver at the week of Thanksgiving. I want to talk about the middle of the schedule because I think the middle of the schedule... It's not where it's going to be really hard, 
But it's one of those things we don't know right now because it's too... Yeah, and I feel like it's what this past did year... I, did I mess it up? No, no, no. But oh, I, I forgot the Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah. But I, I will say, like, the middle of this year reminds me a lot of the beginning of last year where we had a stretch of games where it's like, okay, these teams are not very good. But we're going to we're gonna have we to sh- win at least half of them. And we should beat these teams, but we just didn't. And I think something that you can't overlook is that like I mean these guys these teams are still NFL teams and no matter what like yeah the Colts have and they're probably gonna have to start I mean either Gardner Menchu or Anthony Richardson I mean either way it's I mean yeah on paper so that back to that term we should win this game yeah but the thing is like you know I feel like we're gonna like lose kind of like the Falcons jumps in my last year where it's like the Falcons game. We should have beat the Falcons. Absolutely should have beat the Falcons. And we lost to the Falcons, which pisses me off. But I feel like that would happen kind of in that stretch where it's like, okay, the Colts, yeah, we should beat the Colts. We should beat the Cardinals. You know, we should beat Denver. We should. That, that game in Seattle is going to be tough. Seattle game. Yeah. I, I, it's just, they're that middle of the schedule. I think it's going to be make or break this season. For sure. Because obviously every team in the NFL goes through growing pains in the first couple of games of the year. Whether if you're, you know, winning and you're on the good side of those growing pains or you're losing. And, I mean, looking at the schedule, it's tough. But you luckily start the season, you know, four out of the five games, you're at home. And can you still win while having those growing pains? Right. The, if is you the question. if you can if you can win at least two or two or three, you're sitting pretty. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be e- easy to start this year, but yeah. once you hit that middle of the season, that's when you really got to kick things into gear. Yeah. And you know, it's it's going to be a difference between making the playoffs mm-hmm. or. I mean, making the plays all playoffs and not making the playoffs or winning the division. Like, it, it's going to be very crucial for them to go into places like Indy and Seattle or win one at home against Arizona or go into Baltimore. Yeah. You got, and you got to take one of those two from Pittsburgh. Um, it's, it's not going to be easy. Going into Denver, no team has any luck because it's the mile high. Yeah. And shit gets harder there. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very tough part of the schedule that well, it could go either way. And I don't think it's going to slow down either. Like the, like the, the back half of the schedule are, is filled with teams that you just do not know about yet. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, the Rams, they could be Super Bowl Rams or they could be really crappy Rams like last year. Yeah. You know, Jaguars. I think Jaguars is a, is a, is a huge game because I think, we are kind of in the same realm of them. That could be a battle for the wild card. Exactly. It's like we could be really good or we can kind of be average. And I feel like... Where you need to win a game or... Yeah, and I think that's going to be a huge one. Same thing with the Bears. I feel like the Bears, obviously NFC, but I feel like that's one of those teams where... They're going to be battling for a spot too. And you don't know if they're going to be good or not. You know, and I feel like we're... They're going to be scrappy. They're going to be scrappy. Is Justin Fields going to make that jump? We don't know. Could, I mean, they could come out really good. I mean, they had, they had in my opinion, a very nice offseason. They had some so really so. key weapons. 
so bolstering we'll, up that defense. Yeah, and I mean the receiving room looks awesome. So like you never know what's going to happen uh, with them. So that that's a big question mark. Uh, Texans. Texans are kind of the same things. Where yes, they have a very they have a team that's filled with gaps still. But I mean, if Stroud comes out firing and looks very good, they have a they have a really nice run game. Uh, you know, obviously a pretty average receiving room, but like you never know what happens. Like they could just be on that week, and and they, they could really impress us. And you know, so that's like a question mark. And, and the last two is going to be a real the Jets, especially yeah. if you desperately need a win to get in. Especially with the Jets, like the Jets, I feel like are going might be fighting for that spot where it's like the top of the wild card. The AFC East is going to be there. Might be four teams out of there that go. Yeah. Between the AFC East and the AFC North, there's going to be like three or four teams fighting to be in the playoffs. Yeah. And obviously there's not enough spots to go around. Mm-mm. And it's just, are we going to be able to win those games that we need to win that we, and we're supposed to win? Um, you know, you said that the ceiling's three, 13 and 7. I mean... 11 and 6. 11 and 6. But floor... 7 and 10. Yeah. It, it's, the floor is low, but the ceiling is high. And hey. that's just a, the name of the game with the, with the Browns. Uh, yeah. I mean, you look at the schedule, it, it's it's a tough schedule because there's I said, there's a lot of these teams that just you don't know about yet. And they could be they come out they can come out firing, but there's also some teams where you could be like, wow, they are really bad. Um, but there's also games that you know is going to happen where we sh- like that's we should have won, and it's gonna anno- it's gonna annoy you all season long. And uh, I think we're gonna see a few of those games, and you know, but it's, it really does come down to you know with those growing pains. Can we still win yeah. during those times? And- and I think what really comes down, there's three questions that come to my head. And I know the big one. Is is Deshaun Watson is he going to be back to his form? Yeah. Uh, my second question, is Jim Schwartz going to turn this defense around? Mm-hmm. And three, how consistent is Stefanski going to be as a play caller? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think this is going to be the same offense that we've seen you know, the last couple of years where it's run everything. Like, this is offense is changing. And you've got the same offensive coordinator. So, are you going to be able to run the same things? He's schematically, he is changing his whole entire, you know, philosophy on football um, with getting Deshaun Watson. But um, it's going to be a real question. How do you utilize... Um, Nick Chubb, how do you utilize all these different receivers? Like, obviously, sometimes there's going to be games that some people won't play. It's just all going to be on based on matchups and this and that. Um, I th- I is think- that offensive line going to come back to where they were? Um, mm-hmm. It's a real question. Who's your running back to? Um, there's a lot of questions going into this. I don't want to play the schedule game. But right now, looking at on paper what we know right now about these teams, you know, I hate to base my decision off teams last year, but this is a very big toss-up. Um, it, I just, I don't necessarily feel great about it, but it's like 
I really feel it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. What if, I mean, we've had our really good luck against the Bengals. What if you go and you open up the season and you beat uh, Cincinnati at home? People are going to feel pretty good when you go into Pittsburgh that following week. Or yeah. do you well, go take care of business against Tennessee at home? So that's that's another big thing is that stretch after the Bengals. Okay. Where you got the Steelers, you got the Titans, and you got the Ravens. What are those three teams going to do a lot against you? Run the ball. Run the ball. So with one of the most atrocious run games last year the Browns had, and these three teams in a row in the first half of the season are going to do it to you more than any other teams in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah. Outside of the Eagles. Well, and got San Francisco too. And San Fran. But like those three that stretch that that those three teams are gonna run the ball a ton. Hell you're well, gonna have it against the Colts too. Yeah, you're gonna have it against the Colts. So, but that those three games, you're gonna see a lot to tell you about. What this team's about. What this team's about. Can they stop the run and, you know... Have they improved? Have they improved? Is Dalvin Thompson worth the money? Is this defensive line... Where are these linebackers at? Are they a real deal? So, there's a lot of questions that I believe are going to be answered in that that first half of the season within... Especially those three games stretch, in my opinion. Because, you got to think about this. I don't think they're super, super comfortable with Kenny Pickett throwing the ball still. And, obviously, Ryan Tannehill is on his way out. They they're definitely going to run the ball more often than than they, they should. If you're drafting a quarterback in the last two years to replace them, it's yeah. really so they're they're definitely going to be running the ball more than average. And then you, I mean, the Ravens. I mean, do I got to say any more? I mean, it's Lamar Jackson, and he's finally got some fucking help. Yeah. So watch out. So it, it's it's kind of nerve wracking. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but I think we're going to find out a lot about this team. The first four weeks, and indeed, and uh, and, and honestly, maybe that bye week is set up perfectly. I don't know. I, I would like it later in the season, but like we can learn a lot from those first five weeks or May, four weeks. You're not wrong. Maybe they have a rough start where maybe they win one of three. They're one and three, and they need that break to just reset mentally. Yeah. Um. Just to like, we're off to a bad start, but let's shake it off. Yeah. Let's recuperate. Whatever it is. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just looking forward to the season. I know I got my games down which ones I want to go to. They're they're booked already in my head. Yeah. Going to San Fran for sure. Me and me and Jack. Jack, if you're watching this, we're going. Yeah. Um definitely San Fran. Definitely San Fran. Uh but yeah, who who the hell knows, man? It's gonna be so rough, uh, in my opinion, because I feel like Stefanski is going to have the most growing pains because the one thing I know about him is that he wants to control and time. And you don't have that quarterback that is for control and time. You cannot control Sean Watson. That dude just, he needs to have his time and his type of thinking. That's what makes him Deshaun Watson. That's what makes him special. So let him do that. I think it's going to be really hard for uh, Stefanski to do. So we'll see how that plays out, but um, I have hope, but not that much hope. 
<laughs> Not yet. Prove it to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You got to prove it to me. Prove uh, it to me. Get some wins. Um, yes. Yeah. If we start the season hot as fuck and go 5-1, and one, oh, man, I'm going to be on a whole different level. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, I, I guess the, the this last little part. I guess we'll touch on the draft. We touched on it earlier before this before the schedule, but I want to touch on the draft a little bit now. Uh, we talked about our favorite. Oh, sorry. It's a call from the dude. The dude. Um, but we touched on our favorite players. What what are their that our favorite players from the draft? Cedric Tillman, uh, Dwan Jones. What what's the one that kind of like had your head scratching a little bit? Um, I'd say Siaka Ika from Baylor. There's a few other players I thought they could have just, at that position. It just reminded me too much of the Tommy Togi pick. Mm-hmm. Um, they get another bigger nose tackle, you know, big frame. I can't say he's undersized. He's he's short, but he's like three thirty. <laughs> yeah, um, big boy. I'm just not sure. I'm not sure. Like, I don't. I don't love the pick. I I'm not completely against it because they drafted and they fill the need. Because I mean, you need a big run stuffer. Like, is he just gonna be a big fat blob and just like, just be out on the field taking up space, like? Ideally, that's what you want a nose tackle to do. Like, is he holding the line of scrimmage and yeah. a double team? But are we gonna run a nose tackle? Are, are you gonna, are you gonna are you gonna be able to soak up blocks and actually be effective rather than just be out there and getting pancaked by two guys? Mm-hmm. This isn't in college ball anymore. This is the NFL, and that that is where my biggest concern is with getting someone of that build um in that size i mean i could say the same thing about dewan jones him just being a big guy is he just gonna be a big fuck a big fuck that's out there and has no you know skills no yeah he's just there because he's big yeah right yeah. and i mean you can say that any level but is it like are they actually an athlete are they actually you know they're they know what they're doing when they're out there. Mm-hmm. And I guess that that's where my biggest concern is. But I I just had to pick one. Yeah. I, I think my biggest concern uh, and, and question mark is, I guess, linebacker at this point. Because we've addressed everything else but linebacker. And I, I kind of wish... I mean, I know we, we got an undrafted linebacker. And that's fine. But I, I, I wish we kind of got something... Uh, in the realm of a linebacker or even a tight end, I'd really like one of those tight ends that you saw a lot in the third or fourth round. That was like we could. There was like three in the first round. I know, but there's a, there's a pretty nice tight end class, and I think we could have gotten oh, a nice yeah. tight end. Uh, I'm happy with what we have now, but I would have liked to see another tight end, and maybe that's next year's plan. Um, my big question mark, I guess, for for these picks was uh, was Dorian. Um now and I like the pick. Don't get me wrong. I I like the pick a lot. I and I think I like I, it. I like it too. But my my thing is if he doesn't develop it's a waste of a pick. And I I would have I would have gotten something else 
with it. Now, if he develops into a nice backup that becomes very skillful and be like, okay, and then I kept thinking about this scenario right here with Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Where it's like, yeah. it's like, but if, hey, hey, someone needs a starter and Dorian has shown really good, like promise, and someone wants to take that risk and we can trade them for a third round pick or something, I'm cool with that. And, and we got a really cheap backup for the next four years. Cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I, I'm just, I, I like the pick because you, you're thinking ahead and it's one of those things where if he's all right, he doesn't need to be a perfect player. Um, yeah. And he basically he, is you, you avoid having to pay a backup quarterback for the next, which are getting years. very expensive. Yeah. But, and, but also he, he's basically Deshaun Watson light. Because he plays just like what he is on. very, very skilled. His, I his love game. what I saw from him. Okay, like, dude, his tape is incredible. Is, yeah, it's really fun and, to and watch. A, a lot of, lot of, uh, a lot of people like Chris Sims had him as I think they're tied as the fourth best quarterback in the whole draft that we're able to snag in the fifth round. Like, I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. But I, I, I was really expecting something else from that pick, yeah. which is still like. I don't know, but I don't. I also don't think we would have gotten him in us in the sixth round, if that makes sense. So I do like it. I do see the need for it, especially you know when backup quarterbacks are getting paid, you know, you know four or five, six, seven, up to ten million dollars nowadays. I get it. I do get it, and um, you know, I, I think it's be beneficial down the line. But uh, also, I think another really one, really big one, I like a lot is the center out of Ohio State. Luke Whipley. If he gets bigger and puts on some size, I think he's going to be the starter in a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I mean... I, I, always like take, I always like Ohio State offensive linemen. It's a, a smart move every time, I think. Yeah, but... Big fan. Yeah, I think we had a good draft. Uh, big question marks on the, on the schedule. And a couple great free agency signings, man. Like... Really bolster this defense with the cherry on top with the with the big trade as of last night. Yeah, so I I love it. I love what this team is doing. I just need to see it on the on the field at this point. So it's going to be a very long couple months, um, but I'm excited for August and September. Uh, so guys, thanks for watching. Appreciate it. Till next time, uh, go Browns. Go Browns. <laughs>